0: You are listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree.
1: People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris,
0: this is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia.
2: This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. I like still it. like those <laughs> episode
0: 288 of the New Utah Podcast, and you guys can't see it at home. But as that intro plays in our studio, each person like acknowledges that they're the one that said whatever they said.
2: Yep, that's me. We all point at ourselves when yeah. it's our turn.
0: Like it was me. I said that. That, that, I'll that keep was me saying that. Uh, you know I, that the my bit about porn being the number one problem, health problem health in concern. Utah. Which it still technically is based on that resolution. I think they haven't labeled anything else as a, as a bigger health concern. Um, but it made me think. Considering
1: we have the inversion right now.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah. That ain't going away for a few weeks. It looks like either. No. So it's, it's going to get worse. Um, it made me think though of, uh, Chris Stewart, uh, up in Congress. Oh, yes. And, uh, the Fauci Act that he put up there, oh, which. My good hell. I'm in love with it. I, <laughs> I look. I'll be the first to tell you. I it think just
1: cracks me up that he like.
0: Chris Stewart's a dipshit.
1: Found a, a name to fit it.
0: Yeah, 100% a dipshit. Um, and the name is the name works. So it's like the f- funding uh, against um, financing and United. understanding. No, I don't know. It's like financing and understanding of something. No, China.
1: it was. I thought it was United. Yeah, it's definitely. Right, I'm just Chinese. gonna fucking
3: find it. <laughs> it, it,
1: it's some yeah, some something It'll about Chinese.
3: It did it not dawn on inventions
1: him? or something? No, he he.
3: he did it Did purpose. Fauci, and then yeah, he
1: it. found something to go and with. Then he you know. put in the words? Yeah,
0: yeah. So it is officially called. Uh, where the hell is it? Uh, so
1: he goes, gets us all excited, like he's found it, and then he has an actually Well, you're
0: found the one it. that started making up shit that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where the fuck is it? They're not going to do the full thing. Oh, fairness and accountability in underwriting Chinese Institutions Act. Underwriting. I knew it was, I knew that you was like something like that. And so while I think that uh, clearly the name is a stab at Fauci, right? Because Fauci is now he's now presenting himself as like this infallible fucking science is me and I am science and I'm infallible, which is not true. The whole purpose of science is to constantly disprove. Right. It's not to prove things. It's to try and disprove things. When you get to the point where it can no longer be disproven, then... That's when we consider it going from a hypothesis to a thesis to a theory to a law. Like, there's a long process to get there. Uh, anyway, uh, I do think the act is is legitimate uh, in terms of what it's trying to do. Um, it's It's a real piece of legislation, which sadly, just like when you see someone like Ted Cruz really grill someone on the congressional floor and actually you know a big like yeah you're just fucking getting crushed by this congressman in terms of like the questions they're asking you but it's discounted immediately because he's chris stewart he's a dipshit and (laughs) he names it something that clearly is like a, a jab at someone personal it's discredited for what it's supposed to do which is really hey we're funding all the shit places we need to know where our money's going, what it's being used for, and we need to set standards. We shouldn't fund gain of function research. Anyway, that's, sorry, the, the porn, Utah porn thing made me think of that, cause I, Chris Stewart's right up there with the other morons, uh, The from first Utah. time
2: you said Chris Stewart, I thought you were talking about Kristen Stewart for half a second, I was like,
3: huh? <laughs> no, I like her, um, she's great. Shea Fitz and Stewart and all of the, Wonderful people we have. Here. Okay,
2: but picture it all everything you just said, but about Kristen Stewart. That'd yeah. be funny. <laughs> Sphin
3: Sphincter's
0: face isn't isn't part of the legislature anymore up there in the the US Congress. Jeez. I need to take a breath here for a second. Um Thanksgiving happened. It did. Woo. It sure did. Um, that was this last weekend. Every year, it's weird. It it's was so like it's on Thursday every year. It was so fast to hit Thanksgiving, and
3: I think Christmas is going to come even faster. We were we were kind of talking about this. I think it's because we're we we're in Hawaii, which an amazing time. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it wiped out half of our October, and so we got back. Time got warped, and it's like all of a sudden it's Halloween, and then all of a, so I think it just kind of. Shortened a lot of stuff. shortened. it, And so my
2: theory because not everyone went to Hawaii. My theory is that last year was just so slow because nothing was open that this just seems so much faster in comparison.
0: Yeah, maybe.
2: Could be, that Shopping could be was very
0: different from what I hear. Did um, not a lot of people on Black Friday. I'm super stoked about the merchants closing on Thursdays. Even when we went out Saturday, there weren't tons and tons of people out and about. Uh, I think most people are ordering online, or they've been doing shopping leading up to it, or they're just not spending, which is another I real possibility so right
2: now. so many orders from my shop on Black Friday. So, that's plenty. awesome.
0: Well, I talked to Jen and Derek at Oleo, uh, and Derek said their Black Friday sale crushed all their previous ones. So Nice. Good for them. Yeah, well, really good I'm, for them. I'm pretty much almost
1: done with christmas i'm pretty much just waiting for stuff to come there's a few little like stocking stuffer things hopefully there's not little kids here so, listening that i need to get but
0: so yeah. anything uh, if you're if
1: you're letting your little kid listen to this they deserve to know
0: so by the way the stocking stuffer things only mean something to you not everyone has santa only filled yeah, we stockings still
1: i still do santa for my kids I it's still funny. like get up early or stay up late. But and Santa,
0: Santa only fills the shitty yeah. stocking gifts. All the little like gift cards and or gift candies. Cards and crap. And, like if I can, to get them
1: socks. What good gift
3: Santa's does most? and doesn't do per family? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I want my kids to thank me for for good gifts, not Santa.
3: Yeah, mom gave me the bike, not fucking magical
0: Christmas land yeah. Santa Claus.
2: Well, and the little kids you cannot can't stick a anything. big hunk <laughs> of chocolate in I I mouth. I did. You get a mouthful of chocolate talking. in the microphone. Oh, that is
0: horrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I No apologize. one would have known if you hadn't said oh, no, anything. No. Oh, no,
1: no. No, they absolutely. They would Absolutely. It's can. okay. I've chewed in the. I've chewed in No, the I was going to
2: say, and it sucks for the little kids who their parents have a lot of money and they make Santa give them iPads and. Yeah, other little kids are like the like, Santa, not like me as much.
0: Yeah, well, also, uh, the iPads are not made by fucking elves. They're made by Chinese people. I just want. You to know they're made in China. <laughs> it yeah. says it clearly on the back. Maybe of the there's iPad. Chinese elves. I
1: actually don't remember what my parents ever did for Santa, but I've just always done that for my kids. They always get like, like if I'm going to give socks, that's what I do. If I'm going to, you know, I give them like Bath and Body Works always. They, Santa always gives them their Bath and Body Works stuff, <laughs> things like
0: that. Fucking rich people.
1: <laughs> but this year, Cassie's Cassie's Cassie ordered her own tree so that she could have it every year. And so I sent a bunch of ornaments and stuff to her that she should have on Wednesday. Um,
0: but I asked her if she had stockings
1: and she didn't. So,
0: Banner, you're in the Birch household. I got a
3: pack of cigarettes from her. My- <laughs> I was, was going to say, growing up, Christmas and now Christmas for me, two very, very different things. Yeah. I'm
0: not like I love to, I love to give
3: gifts to people. Um,
0: but I don't really give a shit about getting anything to me. It's, it's the, I love the decorations. I think they're great to look at as long as they happen. Yeah, after Christmas vomited
1: in my house.
0: But, uh, you know, for me, Christmas is, it's just more about being with people that you care about and, and trying to do nice things for people in general. So, um, but I was, which wondering- is why
1: I still like to do little things like that. So I'm going to send, Cass and her boyfriend stockings with a few little things in them. They can add to them or whatever.
0: But I I was actually wondering if you guys had any good Thanksgiving stories.
3: So that's still my favorite holiday. And Thanksgiving, it was all right. We went down to St. George. We
2: got pranked. We got psyched twice, twice. Twice. So,
3: so they they do this big long Thanksgiving blessing. We think that it's time. No, it was just the cheese. Open her eyes. It was for crackers. It was just. It was just a little little appetizer
2: then was that on purpose did they do it as a joke no no they were serious they blessed the thanksgiving meal and i thank you for everything every and then they did it again like later before is that what they could, always do?
0: do they do that before uh, you serve we've a, never done it do you do that before you serve a plate or is that when you're sitting there at the table waiting to start eating no no before you even we're all
2: sitting food. around and then grandma goes okay it's time all right, Grandpa said the prayer, and we're all like, "Yes, finally, we're starving." Then there's a fucking
0: marathon prayer because I five. swear to God.
2: And we open Mormons eyes and have, have competitions
3: and on how long they can make five fucking long. And it's all—it's always we're so grateful for this religion. and We're so grateful. Thank for, you, yeah. thank you, Catholics, for your practice what and rehearsed gospel? prayer. That's Maybe the it's same. True. 15 seconds every bless fucking time the
1: lord for these thy gifts for which we are about to receive from thy bounty through christ our lord we need to amen do it.
3: that should be it anyway so bless the chef so then we ate our crackers which were good I mean, it was a circuitry board so it was just fine but That's it nice wasn't right. thanksgiving,
2: thanksgiving dinner
3: but then but then thanksgiving dinner's almost ready and they decided they
2: set it all out and it's all ready it they decided so we're good. gonna
3: go do we're gonna go launch rockets <laughs> the fuck what so we all get in the cars and drive out. We to didn't
2: want to, but we were told Arizona it was mandatory to go off. It's
3: Model rockets for, I keep saying three in hours. In a construction area. Julie's like, it wasn't three hours, but it kind of fell like. So we get back. The turkey is. Dry as a bone. Dry as the Sahara. And the ham is. fell apart. Because it's mush. In the, I mean, it's just and like mom's
2: stuffing got overcooked. So it was crunchy. Crunchy.
3: Because everything was just about ready. And then yeah, because you guys to go just fucking left with food in the oven. Uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So guess what never happens at my house? You leave when food is being prepared? Yeah. Yeah. No, in fact, when food's about to be served, you just stay out of my way in the kitchen. I was so hangry. Because I, I will like, I will stab bitches uh, as I'm finishing stuff up, and I get really annoyed. Even when I ask someone for help, and they end up, like, helping, but they're in a place that I need to be, I get mad because I just need them to get the fuck out of the way. And I know it's not nice or fair, but that's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't... It was very low key for us. We just uh, uh, had a bunch of drinks and ate some food and watched some football and then watched a, watched the a Dateline or 2020, 2020, I think is what it was on uh, the Turpin family. You remember that fucking family they in California that kids. had like thirteen kids? Some of them were like th- like twenty nine I think was the I oldest. I think it was yeah. And this was a twenty twenty episode that just aired like a week ago or two weeks ago, like right before Thanksgiving. They had him in the basement or something? they had no, well, they, they had, had them him in their house. But they were like. They were so beaten and neglected and maltreated they d-
1: and, and malnourished they that they like, didn't even know that they could get out. There was a literally a 30-year-old woman in there who didn't know that she could leave. She could
0: just leave. And and they, like, chained them to their well, fucking I Wasn't dad. aware she was an adult. They put them in cages. And no, you should sandals. listen to
1: them talk. They sound it's, like 10-year-olds. Sean actually p- pinned it. She's like... They, it sounds like English is their second
0: language because they because they didn't go to school like a few like one of the oldest child went to school until I think second grade and then that was it they took her out of public school she never went back that was like the family in it was in California well there was that other one though down in in, tr- in Tokerville not Tokerville only had like three
3: kids yeah and but they same locked same them in a bathroom and they them had, had duct taped them like. In the bathroom, or something, yep. or yep. some weird. So anyway. but
1: they yeah, I mean, but they took them out. Like they took them to a. Uh, uh, they took them to Disneyland. They took them to get no. their vows renewed.
0: They didn't but they take were... them to Disneyland. They just took them to get their vows renewed.
1: But they were so uh, uh, cow towed. They were so beaten and and bruised and neglected that. They didn't know that they could simply just walk away. They didn't know about police. The, uh, w- when she finally escapes and calls 911, it's because she saw 911 on TV. She wasn't ever taught about 911.
0: So it's really interesting, as you can tell. Um, What's go, it? Was it on Netflix? Or? No, it's just... No, it's just on
1: 2020. 2020.
0: Oh. So you, oh, go, we just okay. we just grabbed it off of, like, the... On demand. On mm-hmm. demand. I'm sure you can find it out there on whatever service 2020 goes out on. If it's... The, I don't know What's what, this thing called? It's just a 2020 on the Turpin So 20, 2020, 2020 is a, the show. It's like an investigative show. reporting show. Okay, so but you guys did other stuff.
3: Yeah, so we need uh, to talk about that other stuff.
0: Well, yeah, that's why I'm asking yes. you. So Rock it wasn't County. just like, it wasn't just like shitty family, like tricking you into listening to Long Mormon prayers. Was,
1: were at least the sides good? Like, like did you have good, no. like...
3: No, because like Heather made the stuff overcooked Mormon Everything cooking. Everything
2: mom made was amazing. Can
3: I tell I you? But overcooked. Look, so yeah, your,
0: they overcooked it. Your mom it's is right. an amazing cook. Heather is, so is a fantastic cook. She's she's I not made water. anything I don't like. But she's the exception to the rule when it comes to Mormon cooking in in my experience. Thus yeah, there's far.
1: many of it is is flavorless and and
0: nasty. Overcooked Grandma's and, pretty good at cooking too. So I don't know. Anyway, so but
1: you guys did other stuff. If she thought that you needed to stop in the middle of cooking and leave, you (laughs) guys—they're—they're
0: getting old. It's fine.
2: It wasn't Grandma's idea. It was like one of the aunts' ideas. But
0: you guys went out and did other stuff because you posted a whole bunch of crap on our Instagram. That's the only
3: reason I know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So Julia with her metaphysical shop. (coughs) Excuse me. She gathers rocks. Well, she pays for a lot of rocks and stones and different things. So. While we were in St. George. Excuse me, sir. She pays for crystals. Crystals. And rocks. And rocks. It's both. Lots of stuff. So in St. George, we went and did some rock hunting for, what are those crystals called?
2: It's selenite or gypsum.
3: Selenite crystals. So we, we went there, spent, I don't know, they probably an hour? About an hour. Uh, so we got a bunch of those. Those were cool. And then we got back home. And over this weekend, we decided to go out, um, it's by Dugway, but it's the the closer end of Dugway, and it just so happens that it, since we talked about it last week, is like, oh, like, oh, let's
2: Dugway. go take some pictures of Dugway. Camp Floyd. So,
3: it's so. Right by Camp Floyd. So Camp Floyd, but Dug- we passed Dugway, we saw all the bunkers, all that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's, um, Vernal is this just past Vernal. There's a place called Wonder. Is it Wonder Mountain? Wonder.
2: So, I have no Quir- idea. Wonder. You put Quir- in here Wonder
1: Mountain Adventure. Wonderstone Quarry. Probably. So that they're called
3: Wonderstones, is what we were actually going to get. And if anybody is listening cares to, you can Google it and take a look at it. So they're a special type of rock that you can only find here in Utah, and there's a couple places in Nevada. So they're, they've they've got really cool shapes and swirls, and and
0: they're it's cool. It's probably Wonderstone Quarry. It's not Wonderstone Mountain, yeah. I've seen. Yeah, it Wonderstone quite. So we decided to go out there. Um, that's a really long det. That's not Vernal. No, you go past Vernal. Vernon. Oh, Vernon. Not Vernon. Ver- Vernal. I'm like Vernal. Why the fuck were you guys over there? You know, Vernal is like basically in Wyoming, right? Vern- yeah, uh, Vernon. It's in the. It's in the far. <laughs> east corner of the lower part of the It's where the
1: dinosaurs always are. I was like,
0: what? that's not by Dugway. No, sorry. So Vernon, Vernon. It's very, di- very different places. Hell <laughs> not N. I actually think Vernal probably has like four I times the I had no population. idea if
1: that makes you feel any better.
0: Okay, that, I'm like, it I was really perplexing me. I'm like, Vernon's not <laughs> over by Dugway. Like, how the fuck was it close to Dugway? What was your dad smoking when you were letting
3: him drive you around? Everything.
2: Everything. All the
0: stuff. All so, the things.
3: So it's kind of cool, and I mean... We looked them up just to see, and they, I mean, they are kind of expensive rocks. So anyway, we got some. Julia's going to start putting them in her, um, shop. She's listing them right now. Oh, she's listing them right now. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that goes. But more than anything, it was kind of a, hey, let's, let's go out there. So it was Sunday that we went out there, kind of a something to do, but it was cool. Go out there and and look at Dugway, especially after, like I said, we just talked about it. And then we stopped at Camp Floyd because, and Hannah had to go to the bathroom. Service. Also, right there, which we've had a whole episode on Camp Floyd too. So, so. The, that's why we're like, oh, let's take some pictures. We took a bunch of selfies and stuff. But yeah, so it was kind of fun. That that was that was kind of the highlight of our weekend, I guess.
0: I mean, cool rock counting. It's a thing. I don't know if it's a thing that I do.
1: It's not a thing that we do. It,
0: I, every time someone talks about like rocks, I'm like. Oh, truck, cause I remember when I was a kid, like I always liked playing with the rocks at truck stops, like the, you know, they have this display stand with all the nicely polished oh, yeah, yeah, rocks yeah, yeah. in the the little, and I like, like to
1: stick my hands in them and feel them all over yeah, my and hands I, and then that's, that's it. I'm cause gonna,
0: they're nice and polished. And I, you know, I used to like, oh, these are really cool. And I bought a bag of them at one point when I was a kid, you know, traveling around Wyoming. Uh, and now I look back at it and I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? Like I don't, like who buys these? But they're just like the rocks. They're not like there's nothing behind yeah, those, them. Yeah, just the, like in the big bin with the like stupid stations. bag. Yeah,
2: and I'm like, hmm. yeah, those are just tumbled. Crap. They're just most of them Gowler are quartz that they colored. Yeah, and to, I'm like, and so they're not. But I'm like, why Like, you don't why know where is they that, came from? Why is that Probably a thing? Who actually buys those? Yeah. kids. Photos. I remember as a
3: kid, you'd see the fool's gold. Oh yeah, they'd almost have a always couple
2: tiny little pieces. They'd of
3: almost it. always have that in that same bin of rocks. The fool's gold, night eyes, high, right? Thought it was real. And yeah, they're, like, they're selling gold for like two dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why for
0: dumb kids <laughs> like you. Yeah. I have, I have decorative rocks that. in a jar. I always thought for mica was really cool. Like actual mica. Oh is, yeah, that's a fun one. It's a really cool, it's like, very,
2: cool. very very brittle. Yeah, Isn't that the flakes. stuff that they put and you can it's grow like the stuff? Grass it's the stuff in your eyeshadow. Piece?
0: It's, uh, it's the
2: shiny stuff in your eye. No, yeah, but I
0: don't think it grows cat grass.
1: No, it does. They use... I think that that's what they use um, to grow cat
0: grass I'm going to prove you wrong. Right <laughs> <now>.
1: Okay. Try <laughs> and prove uh, me wrong. That's, that's just made another my...
2: sale on Etsy.
3: Sweet. <laughs> oh, of cat From grass or of my No, cat? my shop. <laughs> <laughs> So just any of that kind of stuff that, that Julia sells, we've been trying to be a little bit better about going out and finding ourselves if possible. Because, I mean, yeah, there's the time and the effort and... Everything of you going to get it, but if it's something that you can sell, but if it's something that you found yourself, you sourced yourself, you scavenged yourself. I mean, on one hand, you can sell it for. Yeah, more. I'm not trying to poo-poo your shit, by the way. I'm just saying. No, no, like no. The
0: rock in the fucking gas station are weird to me. I don't know.
2: I like to stick my hands in them. That's all I'm gonna say. So my first Etsy shop, I probably had like eight sales. That was it in like the year that I ran it because it was crap, and I didn't know how to advertise it. And then comparing to my current one.
0: Welcome to learning how to run a business, by the way.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah. So I just put the what, the Etsy back up like two weeks ago. We're at 84 sales on there. Woohoo. There you go. Good That's job.
3: awesome. Well, with your- uh, Black Friday sale f- and- Fundraiser thing that we did this summer. And you're just doing better at getting it out there. And Yep. There are classes. people all over the
1: country getting them. So, and at some point we're going to interview Julia, but she's going to be reserved she's our for <laughs> when up. somebody can't can't come or something. And then that way, instead of you listen, having to listen to a list, you can listen to an interview. Right? Come on, I we just, don't just had an lists. interview
2: for a magazine article for the business. Well, that
3: is awesome. that well, is awesome.
2: And 4, was awesome. Well, you're on an ABC Things
3: you Yeah. Mm-hmm. Few weeks ago, actually, that was just right after we got back from uh, Hawaii. Yeah,
2: so. that was like a couple days after yeah. that because I wanted to do it in October when it was more Halloweeny. So go check it
0: out; it's still on ABC's website somewhere. Just look for police. the links in look, our. I
2: have in. it linked in my actual yeah, shop it's website in our blog too. too it's think. all over. Yeah, because yeah, you probably can't on spell the homepage it. of my website, you, right? <laughs> pro-
0: I can't spell it. I have to fucking look it up every time. But yeah. I'm also Sorry. Bad, I'm also a bad spell. Everyone
2: calls it the Paladin Altar. <laughs> Paladin. I'm like, close enough. I know what you're trying to say. I always close. see Palladian. Wait, I know what you're saying, so I don't, I, I don't I, get mad at I people. Think, I'd rather I just teach them.
0: I think Plebeian. altar. or al- Plebalter. altar. <laughs> well, p- with yes. us this week, we have uh, Robin Carlson, who... Uh, Brie and I are gigantic fans of Robin's. Um, she is the, the owner and uh, operator of uh, our dog's uh, training and day camp facility. Kudos to canines.
4: Yes. Hi. <laughs> We're excited
3: to have you, and we've had a hard time getting you. I know so it's is, been. It's
4: this been is
1: a busy, busy woman.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, I know. I, I totally get it. I'm just saying. So I'm excited. And the most
0: ironic thing about having her now is she's in the middle of trying to move her business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was
4: actually really rough tonight. But I was like, I have to do this. I have to get in there. <laughs>
0: so, um Robin, we've we've known Robin for probably two years now. Yeah, I think
3: two, two two and years. a half. Didn't,
1: yeah, because that's about how Phoebes is.
3: Didn't you win like some? For like a ding, ding, free ding. class or
1: our f- our, uh, so our friend, friend actually Angie, Angie,
0: so she got they had adopted uh, Sparrow right around the same time. In fact, I think from the same event that we adopted Phoebe from. I don't and, think so. Uh, she was telling us about uh, 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 group training classes because we definitely wanted to get Phoebe into training because we she was going to be a big. Pain in the butt, rambunctious <laughs> dog, because she's half pit bull, and we didn't know what the other half was early on. Uh, so we we went and we we're like, "Oh, this is great! Like this is like an amazing." Because we've done we've done pet training at like PetSmart and stuff in the past with our other animals, uh, but we really really liked um, what Kudos did, and honestly, um, we're we still go there because we still love Kudos to death. So and
1: we're glad you guys come. And we used to take her to PetSmart for like like, uh, boarding and stuff too. And then, but it's just like, it's just a big Uh free-for-all. And I like that when she goes to kudos, like, people are actually paying attention to her and watching her and and, making her mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and giving her manners and lessons. Apparently today she learned to bow. I haven't been able to see that yet. (laughs) Chris got to see it. (laughs) But, uh, but they're always teaching her stuff and, and, they don't just teach dogs, they teach owners, mm-hmm. which is a huge thing for me because we've talked about Phoebe and, and like things that she's been going on, but I don't know that we've gotten in depth, but, um, with my anxiety and stuff, like I pass it to her, she passes it back to me, we make each other anxious. And so when we went to Hawaii, Robin had her. And everyone who has seen her since has known, has mentioned a marked difference in how fast, how much faster she calms down, how much faster she listens, all of that kind of stuff. And so now we have to chastise our friends. We're like, you can't come in and do that to her anymore. She's on her best behavior.
0: <laughs> you can't go run up to her and give her Don't hugs. Ruin she's her. trying to be in a good spot. So, uh, and we're going to get into a lot of that, I think, as as we talk. Um uh, but we wanna we wanna kinda start back at the beginning. That's generally how how things go. Uh and the first question we always ask is, you know, what month were you born in, Robin?
4: Me? August.
0: August. The very November. end of August. So so this is about the same time, maybe a little what, later what when you're, part of the month.
4: They're deciding the that very end of the month. They're deciding when you are when a you were conceived. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe my mom was a little bored. We don't do mom Thanksgiving and dad. at my house. Really, mom
0: and dad <laughs> after some Thanksgiving Day celebrations. Uh... It's
4: probably end of the summer celebration. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Apparently,
4: so. I was an oops baby, is what I uh, found out. So, <laughs> drunken oops baby. I found oh, out go.
0: I was an oops baby. um a year ago.
4: <laughs> Mine was a couple of years ago. My dad called me up all of a sudden. He's like, let me tell you something. I'm like, really? Okay, thanks. <laughs> like,
0: you could have just not told yeah. me that. <laughs> you I mean need to know
4: that
2: stuff. <laughs> no, you must
0: know. <laughs> so so where were you born? Were you born here in the Salt Lake area? I was
4: born in Salt Lake, but I had A single mom traveled around a ton. She was very... Uncomfortable staying in a place for too long. So lived some of my life down in Sand Peak County, um, Utah. Lots where a lot of my family is from is Moroni, uh, Fairview, uh, Manti area. Um, so lived there. But then for a while, we actually moved to Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas for about a year. That's a very... Don't recommend. I mean, um,
0: <laughs> similar size, but very, very different in yeah. terms of climate and where it's at.
4: Yeah. Um, and then we actually also, and then we came back and then we moved to Montana for a little bit. So I've been kind of all over the place, but always kind of bounce back to Salt Lake. And so, yeah, we're from born here and for the most part raised here.
0: So, so what, what uh, I mean, what drew you here finally? Because obviously once, you know, you're old enough and you're not moving around all the time with mom, what, what kept you in Salt Lake?
4: Um. Good question. I don't know. Well, I actually, (laughs) as soon as I graduated high school, I actually moved to North Carolina all by myself to be a nanny for a year. Oh, wow. Um, And I loved it there. I absolutely loved it. But I had a boyfriend back here, and so eventually I moved back to be with the boyfriend, who is now the husband, so I guess it was a good oh, okay, thing. Yeah. okay, so, You guys have been,
0: married, yeah. a time, have been right? married a long time, Yeah, been married a long time. We've
4: been together for a long, long time and then married for, yeah, so they came back and it's basically him, and he's pretty close to his family, so we kind of stayed here for him, but, yeah. Now you're
0: probably not going anywhere. you got a business and kids <laughs> and 1,200 dogs. It will be a little tough to, uh,
4: yeah, uproot everything, <laughs> so... <laughs> But, you know, the recreation stuff here, I mean, Utah's absolutely amazing for the recreation. So, I mean, you go north and you're in mountains and forests and you go south and you're in the Red Rock, so.
0: So how and when did you get into dog training and dog handling and all that sort of stuff? <laughs>
4: well, I've always, of course, been drawn to dogs and always had dogs for per- the most of my life. Um, but when I was in high school, I was kind of in a lost moment and, um, I started volunteering for, um, I don't know, this isn't going to age me uh, totally, but a, a Cottonwood Mall used to be in, um, <laughs> in a a Cottonwood Mall. There's still, a hole, there's still a hole in my groundwork. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, for Berbia, if you guys remember, for Berbia was anyways yeah. in Cottonwood Mall, and I used to volunteer up there with, um, with them. No More Homeless Pets in Utah, it was at the time. And I would just be there and helping out with the dogs and all that kind of stuff. And I remember
0: for Burberry. Yeah. Family. So
4: I, I had a lot of fun with that. And then that's when, right after that, I went to North Carolina. And while I was in North Carolina, I actually worked at the SPCA there Um and did, you know, adoptions and fell in love and almost worked for free for a while there. And then when I came back from North Carolina... I went back to Furburby and actually got a job with the Humane Society of Utah being their adoption outreach and oh, nice. blah, blah, blah. So I did a lot of rescue work and learned as much as I possibly could and got really involved in the rescue side of stuff. But that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a very overwhelming job and it's very life consuming. And so it wears on you. So after several years of that, it was like, okay, we have to find something else to still kind of. And so I went into the vet world for a while. And that was fun. I worked at, you know, a couple different vet clinics. I was the head surgery tech at Humane Society for a while. Um, and that was pretty good. But vet world is a little tough, too. And sometimes it can be kind of on the political side of stuff and being, you know, in rescue. Um, then having to deal with breeders and, you know, all that kind of stuff. is a little yeah. difficult. So anyways... Um, I was pregnant with my first child, and I had a trainer friend at PetSmart from my Rescue World days, and I kind of popped in there, and I was talking to her about, you know, difficulties of trying to find a job while I was pregnant and everything, and she said, well, you know, we're hiring here for a trainer, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, what? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, I eventually got hired on at PetSmart, um, and, and that kind of got my foot in the door as far as training, and I realized that was kind of my big... Love working with dogs this is the education aspect to it because if we don't have education rescue is just going to be a never ending cycle so um did I was there at PetSmart and worked my way up to the area trainer for Utah in PetSmart actually in PetSmart for Utah there we go um, and I was there for about seven or so years and I liked my job a lot I just didn't like where I was I liked what I did I didn't always like what I was doing or where I was doing it and so Eventually, I decided that I could probably do it a little bit all by myself, maybe better. And that was back in 2012. I made up my New Year's resolution to start my own business. And by February of 2013, I had done it. Wow. So so
0: that's interesting because like 2012, I want to say that's probably around the time frame that we had Aaliyah in uh, PetSmart training um, was 2011, 2012. So well, Yeah, I was
4: at the Sandy store. So In, for,
0: in a way, you trained our dog or had a hand in training the other dog <laughs> before we even knew you.
4: Yeah. yeah, so I traveled around and worked with all the other trainers, and then management at my store became very, very difficult to deal with. And so I was like, you know, I don't have to put up with this. And so I was a very sought-out trainer at PetSmart. And so I did my own thing, and it's been very lucrative for me. I, was so, say
0: that's a, I mean, that's a good transitional move mm-hmm. because – you know, it's a, I mean, while PetSmart's a secure job, it's it's a big corporate job, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're doing. It's a big
4: brother so, job. And yeah. I was like, yeah, so I got in trouble if I talked about things I wasn't supposed to, or if I referred out or if I, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> now, you, now
3: you can do whatever you want. Well, well, exactly. With, <laughs> with a big corporation like that, at the end of the day, it's it's all about money. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you care, people care, individual people care, but it's still, it's a big corporation and it's got a bottom line, and that's... Mm-hmm.
2: Don't some of the pet smarts just throw away the sick pets into the dumpsters?
4: I would not know.
2: I don't know. There, I there's like about a that. whole TikTok thing where people will go rescue all the animals they threw in the dumpsters. I don't like to think about that part.
4: Yeah. I Not from my experience there. Not actually, all of them, but some of them. Not from my experience there, I will say be completely. I mean, I know many of the people there that do with the small animals and stuff are very, very knowledgeable and actually they very caring. Them. Yeah, they so, love them. And I... I personally rescued guinea pigs that were sick from there and kept guinea pigs. And I know many of the other small animal people there, like if they had a sick gecko, they would end up taking it home or whatever. So, so yeah, not, not in my experience. So is your logo
1: based on your favorite kind of, dog because i know you
2: have a couple of them
4: <laughs> it's not just based on it it is it so yes tucker is on my logo tucker is my partner my i call him my business partner so he is my bernese mountain dog um he was given to me while i was working at PetSmart, actually by uh client that was supposed to be coming in and she couldn't keep him anymore and she was going to put him on ksl and i was like whoa (laughs) and so i told her i would buy him and she said wait a minute you want my dog and i said uh yeah and she goes well i know i couldn't find a better home for him so you can have him so he was given to me um and we formed a very very tight relationship and he was actually sandy pet smarts kind of mascot dog for a while while we worked there um, and yeah, so he is my, he's my guy, but he is almost 12 now. So. I was say,
0: he's, he's, uh, he's old. Yeah, he's so, really put in so ears. he
4: doesn't get to do all the fun stuff that he used to, um, but he still cruises around and does his thing. I'm glad we, we got there before he kind of started
1: to, to get a little bit older mm-hmm. because I, we got to see him do, so I don't know how you still do it because Phoebe's not a puppy, but when Phoebe was a puppy, it was all before COVID and at the end of all of the classes you would get to you, would the, the puppies would just get to kind of go be puppies mm-hmm. and you'd kind of teach the parents like not to hover mm-hmm. over their puppies. And one of the things that was really cool is because you guys walk around with squirt bottles. In fact, we still have them every now and again because we have two dogs and two cats. Mm-hmm. Um, But we, you would walk around with a squirt bottle, but Tucker would walk around and you, and you taught us like he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and he teaches them in dog language. Mm-hmm. Like, how not to do things yep. And our Our Leah That we had before her She was kind of Like that She was
0: mm-hmm. very 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 gentle But she was a Dogo mix she Oh really well yeah. Wow
1: Pipple dogo mix nice. And so people Always warned us And we're like She's actually really great She's and she was the like the best
3: dog you guys have ever had she really
1: was i, I mean some i am had really
3: bad
4: doggos yeah. so that's yeah, <laughs> yeah that's
1: nice i mean i really love phoebe but leah was she was <laughs> just the heart naturally dog. We yeah. have the heart
4: dogs Yep, yep. <laughs> she was just
1: naturally the one that would just walk around and she would be friendly to everybody and she took we got the our kittens with her and she would just bathe them and Aww. they would just come away just slathered in her saliva and she was so gentle and they were you know just no.
4: little teeny tiny things. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Tucker was that. I mean, he is that. I mean, he's good with everything. He doesn't have a he's... angry bone in his body or anything. And so now he grumbles a little bit at the puppies, but just as like an old man grumble, <laughs> like, all right, you guys, I'm done with you. But yeah, so it's kind of sad seeing him, you know, get old. But I mean, he's still he's still my buddy. But I have another female burner. Um, She's not Tucker yeah, by she's, any means. She's, she's... Emma's
0: not Tucker. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um but yeah i mean you know there he's my he's my buddy so yeah, he's
0: just got such a calm mm-hmm. like even tempered demeanor he's constantly. the one that gave
4: me the confidence to do the my business and you know he i learned a lot with him you know some trainers become trainers because they get that really difficult dog that they learn a lot with luckily i didn't have to do that i got the easy really easy dog and i was like Sweet, look how much fun this can be and look how rewarding this is. And so we've done, I mean, he's a retired therapy dog, so we did therapy work together. We've done some service work together. We did a boatload of trick classes. We've won, won several trick competitions together, you know, all that kind of stuff and so. He's
0: not really a GRC dog though. No.
4: <laughs> no, he's not. A, he doesn't have a drive very much at all. I mean, yeah. He he can give a good game of tug every once in a while, but yeah, he gives up pretty easy, so. But he's amazing with kids and all other animals and everything, so.
0: So when so when you started doing uh, the kudos stuff, was it more, uh, I'm going to do a lot of private training on my own and build? Or did you say, I've got a plan. I'm going to open a business. I'm going to hire some people. How did that <laughs> play out?
4: Definitely didn't plan to be what it is now. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um it was really just, I love what I do. I want to see if I can do it differently, you know. And so I actually really, really enjoyed teaching group classes. Like, that is my, I don't love doing as much one-on-one private stuff as I probably should. Um, look, there's my reminder. <laughs> <Telling me it's, laughs> we're having a podcast interview. Um, so I actually set out with the intention of group classes. And when I first opened Kudos, I was traveling around all over the valley to do those group classes. I rented rooms at rec centers. I had a connection at a CrossFit gym that I did classes at. I even used somebody's driveway for several weeks for you know in Sandy so um, I started off pretty quickly yes doing some personal or you know private stuff but mostly I really liked my group classes and so I became the traveling trainer and I went anywhere from all the way out to Harriman to West Valley to South Jordan and I was at rec centers a different rec center almost every night of the week, and then on Sundays I was at the CrossFit gym, and I did that for about a year and a half, and put a lot of miles on my car. As but would say
0: that's a lot of movement.
4: <laughs> but the, it, it was really good because it got my name out to all different areas of the valley, and so I had people from Harriman going to the Harriman rec center, and I had people, you know, from West Valley, and so it's been. It was very. It was beneficial for me to do, but it got very weary and tiring, and then so we looked at our we opened up our first training facility um in South South Lake right off of thirty third South and Third East. After about a year and a half and my husband was scared
0: shitless. Um, he <laughs> That's was almost like, the oh. same space as where you're going back to. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. It's just just up the street, street
4: but a yeah. whole lot bigger. Um so yeah, we were in that space for almost for over two years and outgrew it almost the instant that we moved into it. Um and then we moved into our current space about almost five years ago. And it's done well for us, but we're definitely growing out of that, and we have huge ambitions. And so now we just closed on our new space that we're pretty excited about.
0: Which has been like a two year process for you guys at it's least. Been, yes.
4: Yes. It's been a long process. So and we actually own it now instead of leasing. So we're oh, all that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so
0: awesome. You can do whatever you want with yep, it now.
4: Yep. I can do whatever I want and yeah.
0: <laughs> that is that is really great. Um I, I want to talk a little bit about you know what you guys do that is so different because um you know there are there are hundreds of day camps around mm-hmm. the valley. You know, you can go to PetSmart and like Bree was saying, you know, our, we, we took Phoebe to PetSmart for a while and you can, you can stick them in their day camp and basically it's a free for all for however long they're there. They squirt them or put them in timeout if they can't figure out like <laughs> what they're doing wrong. But it's the dogs just play with each other mm-hmm. for eight hours straight. No real, any kind of interaction with people. Yeah. Um But you guys do quite a bit different. In fact, you know, you grew a lot with COVID, mm-hmm. right? Because we, we did. We did. Ex- we exploded with COVID. Yeah? COVID. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, we're at home for two weeks into six months to a year. Oh, Let's my God. What did we do? We went
4: out and got a dog, and now I have no idea what to do with it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and Because, you know, I remember, like, it was day camp. You know, you guys did daily day camps, mm-hmm. and it was fine. And then as you grew with COVID... You know, I, I remember when you changed everything, gosh, what was it? Six months
4: ago, maybe yeah, it was the middle of this summer.
0: Uh, and, and, and you guys, one of the things that you said is we want to get back to what, what we, do. what we do and why we started the business, which is training. Yes. Uh, and you really changed your structure of your day camp. I mean, your day camp has always been more than just a free for all for dogs. So can you talk a little bit about what you guys actually do in day camp that yeah. makes you different?
4: Yeah, so we've, we, since getting a training facility, we have offered day camp, um, but we always went out with the intention of not having that free for all day camp. We wanted dogs to be able to have a safe place to come, but also learn a couple of things and be able to, you know, associate with other dogs politely and also be able to take dogs in that other day camps won't take, you know? So we were willing and able to take dogs that get kicked out of other day camps.
0: Or that just aren't allowed. Yeah, bully or that just, yeah, example. bully breeds oh. or
4: unneutered males. Like we do with unneutered and unspayed females and, you know, and that's fine for us as long as behaviorally they, they do okay. And so a lot of places won't allow that. Um, and so we wanted to be that there for them. And, um, with my training background, it would be very difficult for me to have dogs in there that were insane and all over the place. And so from the beginning we wanted to really work on manners and all of that fun stuff. And then as we grew, we were still doing that, but we were losing some sight of it and it just We exploded and we were just having a ton of dogs coming in for day camp and we weren't having the training aspect going on. And we f- me and my staff were getting really, really burnt out. I was having more turnover than, than I really wanted. And I was, you know, and so because they were getting bored and they were getting burnt out. And so we really felt like we were just kind of babysitting dogs all day and nobody was interested in the actual training aspect to it. And we didn't want to put a ton of work into these dogs for not to be appreciated and not to, you know, have any backup going on. So in the summer, we decided to go back to our roots and really restructured. And some people have had our time and glad that we have, you know, dedicated followers like you guys that said, you know what, this actually might be really good. So uh we restructured and said we are still going to be here for you to drop your dogs off, but they're actually going to be training. And so we now it's much more they get some social time. In fact, we just changed it a little bit more, and you guys have to worry about it, but they get a half day of social time, and then the other half is actually school time. So it's like drop-off preschool or kindergarten for dogs, where me and my staff of trainers, we are all trainers. We're not just high schoolers looking for a job.
0: I think that, to me, I mean, I don't want to glaze over that point. That's a huge mm-hmm. thing. because I'm very
4: picky about who I hire. You know, my,
0: my daughter, who lives out in Denver, she she works uh, well now she works at a vet clinic but she was working at a day camp and she's like we don't do any of that mm-hmm. and and i think that was one of the big draws with kudos is they're not day camp workers they're mm-hmm. dog trainers
2: yeah they and, didn't just
0: hire some teenager off the street and yep. if and if they did they train them on dog training like yep. you you guys routinely close about a week a quarter you'll close for mm-hmm. the entire week to do training seminars yep. for your staff, which is amazing.
4: Yep. Yep. I'm very big on continued education. I have a library of books in my lobby for my staff to read. Um So yes, that's a big part of it is there's so much to learn and I don't even pretend to know it all. And so I want to learn as much as they do. And I encourage them. In fact, I give them bonuses and I pay for their learning a lot of times and stuff. And so... Yeah. So that's what we do now is now there we're just geared towards, you know, working with dogs all day. And, you know, and my staff is so much happier and they're so I mean, you know, I've had several people ask me if I'm suffering from the same thing that a lot of other places are as far as staffing. And I said, no, I've got a really dedicated group of staff that love their job. They love what they do and they're not going anywhere. And they've you know, they may not make as much as the McDonald's that's hiring at 16, whatever, you know, but they love what they do. So.
3: So, how many dogs do you have in a day, in a week?
4: So, right now, our numbers, we, and that was also a big incentive or big thing too, is we cut our numbers down so that we could concentrate more. So, um, every day we have anywhere from 20 to 30 at the very most dogs in our programs. And then, so, yeah, so every week, you know, we have what, 100, well, actually the same dogs will come sometimes twice a week. So.
0: But yeah, and and that's just, I mean, that's only half the business, right? Because mm-hmm. you still do.
4: Our group classes. Yeah, I
0: know you have some private training that happens occasionally and probably with some of the other trainers, but your group classes is the other big half of the business. That's what we're
4: known for still because there's not, besides your PetSmart and your Petco and then maybe calling all dogs and stuff, there's not a lot of trainers that actually do or group classes on a consistent basis and so some of them will offer pop-up classes or you know that kind of stuff but we really are known for our classes and so we teach almost every single day of the week um, some kind of variation of group classes anywhere from your puppy course all the way up to level four advanced class getting them ready for therapy work um, and then we offer specialty classes kind of like our kudos kids class which is where we work with children and their own dogs, teaching them how to work with their dogs. And, you know, so. Do you do service dog training as well? So we don't do specific task service mm-hmm. dog training. We actually, with our new building, we're hoping to get a <laughs> trainer in there that will do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just basically work on basic obedience and gotcha. giving them. And really then they sh- got to find
2: someone else mm-hmm. for the actual specific grab my meds, yeah. that kind of thing. But yep. they do like, um what's the good... C-G-C? CGC yeah uh, canine yeah. Good
4: citizen. yeah
1: canine good citizen yep, so I, I always a, forget that yeah, part of it so I'm a
4: certified evaluator for them and
1: so that's a really nice thing and then they do like she was talking about the specialized classes so like Phoebe's been to ascent class uh-huh. and they do some tricks classes and things like that and then you guys are out in the community doing things too so talk a little bit about some of the things that you go out and do because I know that you've done some events too
4: Well, I mean, we are always out doing our kind of, we have an out and about class that we're visiting locations, you know, so we find, you know, pet friendly or class friendly locations, I should say. Sometimes that's a little difficult, but... Where we take the dogs out and, you know, when our more advanced levels, and we work them around public places and public people, public people, <laughs> you know, sometimes whatever animals, people. Sometimes <laughs> animals, sometimes Yeah. People. So we go to Wheeler Farm a lot in the summertime. We work around, you know, and Wheeler Farm loves us, and we love them. And so Murray Park's a big one. We go to Murray Park, and we find events, not just going to the park, but we actually find events that we can take the dogs to to work around even more people and more, you know. And so this month, we're going to go to, now that the malls are allowing dogs in to get their pictures with santa we're doing specific nights oh, at the malls to, so to work
2: with we all the people rocky and his banana hat
4: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah monday nights they can go to south town i think and then tuesday nights they go to fashion place so
0: yeah that's uh, th- that that kind of stuff that's out and about is not something that you know a lot of training classes even dream of doing mm-hmm. if you can find one so yeah and, and you guys offer a lot of training classes i mean that's one of the things that you know even if you go to pet smart you know if you don't get right in on that puppy class, you know, day 1 when it starts, you got to wait a month or two yep. for the next one to start. Yep. And that's just not how it works at nope. so Kudos. No. Nope. Uh,
4: no, we're really careful. We want to offer at least two puppy class, two puppy courses a month to beginner classes. I mean, so if you look at our schedule, we're really careful about trying to offer at least for our lower levels at least two a month and get them in there, you know, get them working because we know that if somebody gets that puppy right at the beginning of the month and then if they have to wait till the next month or whatever then that's four that's, weeks of yeah. bad habits. Yeah. And with puppies <laughs> it's crucial to get them in as soon as you can and start working them. So how often
3: do you set up like a schedule so somebody comes in let's say hey I got a new puppy will you work with me kind of how does that go?
4: So, yeah, um, you know, if they, we obviously try and get them in group classes as much as we can. And so we are, I, the way I work my schedule is, uh, we have classes on the weekends as well as throughout the weeknights. And so I try and have one more starting sometime on a weekend. And then I have one trying, you know, I try and have one starting on a weeknight, um, one towards the beginning of the month, one towards the end of the month so that, you know, if, if you are determined to get your dog in, we'll make sure you get it in. So, But there are some people who are like, oh, I can't make it work.
0: And, <laughs> so. and the times change. Like every month they mm-hmm. put out a new calendar. And so, yep. you know, Monday night and Wednesday night might not work for you in one month. But the next month they might do a Saturday
4: afternoon yep. or something. Yep. So, yep, so we're how, really trying-
3: How often do you suggest someone, let's just stick with the puppy, how often do you suggest they come in to get the proper training?
4: Well, our classes are eight weeks long and they come in once a week.
3: So once a week, mm-hmm. for eight weeks to mm-hmm. get through the puppy course. Yep. And what kinds of things? I mean, literally, what kind of things do you teach them?
4: Mm, no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> we do, and that's why we actually we actually changed up our classes quite a bit recently too, because we were having drop in classes and we were we were finding it wasn't to our satisfaction of how we were teaching and so we just restructured our classes again too so now our eight week long courses cover almost everything that we possibly could and that's why we did eight weeks um, so that we could go over your socialization, your exposure also of course all your basic commands sit down, come stay, all that fun stuff but then we also really really try and do education of the pet parents so we have a whole grooming spiel that we talk about grooming and handling we talk about nutrition, we talk about you know the safety of taking them around other dogs and dog parks and I mean, all of that kind of stuff. And so we were just finding that none of that was being expressed before in the way we were doing it. And so we wanted, we came back to our roots again. So
1: one of the things that Robin always talks about, and I, I try and remember this, like when you're out and about, you forget that like people will run up and they'll want to pet your dog and you think that you maybe need to do that or something. And Robin's like, you're your dog's protector. So Mm -hmm. you decide who, who gets to do that and who doesn't get to do that and, and what they get to do. And so it's funny because we've had a couple of friends that have kind of gone to classes, but haven't, haven't really, you know, we don't go to the night classes much anymore. We've been so stinking busy, but we've made sure we've kept her in the day classes mm-hmm. and, and Robin and her staff really talked to us and let us know like concerns and problems and, and things. Um, and so one of the things that I tease some of the people that have been there, like, you know, this, Her friend John will come in and she gets all excited and she's jumping and he like gives her loves and says, it's okay because it's my friend John. And I'm like, you know this, like you're a person that knows this. Why do you do that? Like you, and, and so it's nice to empower the, the, the owners Mm -hmm. to know that they can say No you can't pet my dog or no, I don't want you to be around my dog or to just say, no, my dog doesn't like little kids. Stay away. It's fine to do that.
4: Yeah. Yeah, That's why I tell people is you are your dog's advocate. And so you, your dog has to know that you have their back 100%. And if they do know that, then their behaviors are a lot better because they know they can trust you to keep track of the situation and that they, then they don't have to. So yeah, being your dog's advocate is a hundred percent, our biggest thing. I
3: know us, we've, we've had, All of the dogs we've ever had have been rescue of some Mm -hmm. sort or another. Most of them have come to us with some pretty bad behavior, but that all goes back on the owner. And all of our dogs, we've been able to start at square one, kennel train for three, four solid weeks, get them back into it. Uh, I think... Most bad dogs, and I could be wrong, but I think most you're bad not. dogs, it's the owner.
4: <laughs> ding ding ding! It's just like yeah. kids. Every once in a while, you'll come across a dog that totally has a screw loose. Like you're like, whoa, what is happening here? And you've got an owner that's doing everything they're supposed to, and there are just every once in a while a dog that's like, you know, just like there's people that have screws loose. So a lot of people. Um, <laughs> so there is those dogs every once in a while, and then you know we try and inform the owner and it's not your fault and you know and there might just have to be unfortunately a decision made you know but
3: your dog's just a jerk yeah
4: (laughs) yeah yeah we have a client actually a really good client of ours one of our friends and she has a dog that's just a jerk but she's learned how to manage him and she does just fine with him you know and so but she knows what her dog is and and is fully prepared to keep him in his jerkiness forever so um but anyways for the most part though most dogs behavior stems yes from people and so we we try and educate the owners as much as we can and if they're willing to listen and actually change some of their habits then the dog usually does a ton better
0: so what's the what's the best piece of advice that you could give a new dog owner
4: kennel <laughs> train your dog no crate training is a big one we do huge advocate for crate training Structure is going to be the biggest thing is, you know, and we put so many human emotions on dogs and we feel sorry for them for things. And we, you know, and so if if we could just say, you know what, treat them like a dog and not like your baby and not like and don't feel bad. And I have I have to tell people repeatedly it's okay to say no to your dog don't Julie, let them
2: <laughs> no she's not listening yeah i'm yeah. listening but I'm pretending i'm not
4: <laughs> <laughs> so i would say that They're would so be cute, one of the biggest things is do not be afraid to say no to your dog you have to teach them the no's and the yes just like you have to teach kids i mean if we let our kids do whatever they want whenever they want we get really obnoxious children right same thing for dogs. And that's why as soon as it's so funny, you'll see a dog come in just insane. And as soon as we touch the leash and we give it one little A, and the dog's like, oh, There's
2: whoo, a, there's a right. boundary here. Yeah.
4: yeah, and they start respecting it extremely quickly. And they actually thrive with that, you guys. They want somebody to say, this is the rule. This is my expectation of you. And they go, oh, well, I can do that. So one of the big things that I teach in my classes, too, is... Dogs don't like to be in that leadership role at all. They actually really don't. A lot of people think they love to be dominant and everything, and they don't like it, but they'll step up to that plate if they feel somebody else is not doing it. So in their household, that's why if we have dogs guarding houses, it's because there's somebody in the house that's not showing leadership enough in the house. And so if the dog feels it has to step up into that leadership role, it will, but it's super uncomfortable there and it doesn't like it. And that's when you get all your behavioral issues. So if you set up the structure and the rules at your house and just say, this is what's expected, this is what I want, this is your reward for doing so, this is your correction, then the dog goes, sweet, okay, I can deal with this. And that's how I can peacefully, for the most part, have... As many talks as I do in my house, because there's one person that's setting up the structure and the rules and they all kind of have to follow so, behind them.
0: I want to ask you about that because you have a lot of dogs <laughs> and sometimes you have a lot more dogs. because yes. you, you know, you, you your background, as you have said, is in rescue. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what has drawn you to a love of dogs. Um, and you're not the only one. In your in your organization, (laughs) that's like that. I don't think.
4: (laughs) No, Um, we all have about the same kind of likes and yeah. (laughs) So,
0: so you guys, you guys do rescue a lot of dogs. Yes, Um, we work
4: very closely with a lot of rescue groups and and shelters and stuff around here. So is
0: so how many how many dogs are actually yours?
4: (laughs) So I (laughs) personally claim
0: is like these are our pets.
4: (laughs) So I personally well, I had six up until about a month and a half ago when I inherited another dog when a family member passed away, so I got her dog. So I personally have seven dogs right now. And they all actually do really, really well together. Um and then I have anywhere from well, right now I have two fosters. My third foster just got adopted. Thank God. Um, so I usually anywhere have one to three fosters at a time, unless I'm crazy and decide to take on a litter of puppies. Um, <laughs> and then I have client dogs at my house. So on average, I have about a dozen dogs at my house at a time. What kinds are the seven dogs you have? I have two Bernese Mountain Dogs. I have two Rottweiler mixes. And those that's my favorite breed besides mm-hmm. Berner is Rottweilers. I'm a big Rottweiler girl. Um, And then I have Nina, who's just a total mutt dog. We don't know. She was one of my first rescue fails. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I have a miniature pincher. And then Annie is the one that we just inherited, and she's like a Catahoula mix of some kind. Oh, yeah. Cute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the... Uh, I I've, I've seen the Roddies and I've seen the the Burners. Yeah. So. Yeah,
4: and uh, Nina just kind of does her thing so she doesn't come to work with me as much but but yeah, rescue is our big background. Me and most of my staff have foster dogs for a couple of the different rescue groups. We all most of us have Sometimes you, know, you take
0: a caravan down to New Mexico and rescue like <laughs> we thirty do. dogs.
4: Yep, yep. About once a month, the rescue group we work for, the closest Springs Dogs, up from New Mexico, and so I'm on actually on the board of education, or the board of. <laughs> woo! It's been a long day. I'm on the board of advisors for one of our for Rescue Rovers, which is one of our big rescue groups around so, here. So I help advise them on some of their thoughts.
3: Where are they rescuing from? Anywhere? Or mostly shelters. Or sh-
4: shelters that are over full and need to clear space so they don't have to euthanize dogs. And so we do some owner surrenders, but mostly it's shelters that need space.
0: Um, and, and speaking of rescues, I think this is something that you guys do that's really cool is when someone does adopt a dog as opposed to going and getting it from a breeder, you guys offer some discounts out of the gate for training, right?
4: We do. Yep. Yep. We offer a discount right off of our courses. Um, we also offer free classes to anybody that's fostering a dog. So like we work with several foster people, and if they have a foster dog in their in their house right now, they can come bring their dog to classes for free. We also offer deep discounted on our school days and our drop off date, you know, for the foster dogs because we want to help them get ready for adoption. And so and some of them have some behavioral stuff or some of them just have some energy to burn and are driving their foster parents crazy. So um, but, yeah, we we try and offer as much as we can to rescues and to shelters and to fosters. And because it's, you know, it's what we do. So
0: and that's. So- You've said Burners and Rotties are your favorites. Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite breed to work with?
4: So, unfortunately, doing the job that I do, I have a much longer list of my uh, <laughs> dislikes than my likes. Um, I would say, and some of my staff absolutely loves them, but Arctic breeds are definitely not my favorite. I'm not a fan of the Huskies and the, you know, just because they have a lot of energy. Burners are my speed of energy, and they're very much like, ah, you know, and well, so.
0: What about, <laughs> is her name Lucy? Or
1: rose oh no, it's the it's the late you're are you talking about the lady that has the like the super well-behaved like she's about the
4: the lady's name is Karina and the dog's name is Ruby Ruby, that's Ruby. That's yeah um Ruby has started with us when she was a baby that is the um,
0: only husky I've ever seen in my life that is- the same kind of demeanor. And she still has as... her
4: moments too. She's you're know, like Ruby. Um but yeah, I mean she's about the only one and that's because her mom works a ton right. with her and that's the problem she is does. you know, they're an extremely energetic breed. They were bred to do a specific job and people don't do much with them and they so they get bored and then they get naughty and they are so vocal. Oh so my sassy. goodness. If there's a dog screaming in our kennel, it's almost always a husky or a German shepherd. That's funny. So funny. Okay, what
2: is the cutest and the ugliest dog breed? <laughs> She's probably going to say Bernie
1: or uh, Roddy, <laughs> which I love. I used to have a Rottweiler when I had my, my very first experience with a pit bull mix. It was a pit bull mixed with a lab and a, oh my gosh, what is that water dog? I can't think of it. Um, anyway, it, and that was my first experience with a pit bull and we had her just as a puppy and she wasn't well behaved because we had little kids and we had no idea that anything even existed, <laughs> but I fell in love with, with, pit bulls and we got an older Rottweiler who was very much the alpha and my pit bull didn't think it was and so we had to get we decided to rehome the Rottweiler because we thought it's going to be easier for someone to take a dog that's well behaved we don't want anything to happen to this dog dog that
3: we've
1: (laughs) and so my mom actually had her for a little bit and the next door neighbor had a male Rottweiler and was like I love that dog and the day that he came to pick her up she jumped in the back of the car and was like Isn't this where I'm supposed to be? So So in
4: answer to your question, though, they are the cutest puppies. But as they get older, they're ridiculously ugly. But bulldogs, like French bulldogs and English bulldogs, they are. And I have one in my house that I'm potty training right now and cutest dang puppies. Yeah. But when they get older, you're like, oh, what are you looking at? So I would say the question to the ugliest and the cutest is a bulldog. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So puppies are they are ridiculously cute. But yeah. They're naughty though. They are one of the hardest breeds to, to work with.
1: One of the other things that Robin taught us and Phoebe still is a chewer is, is how to keep your dog from chewing on things. And one of the thing, the reason I bring this up is with Christmas and stuff around, one of our friends said, don't you worry about your stuff? Like, don't your cats get into it? Don't your dogs get into it? And I'm like, no. I mean, when our cats were like very first kittens, um, they, They kind of would play with the lower balls and stuff. And so we kind of kept things from dangling. But they don't bother. They'll go and they'll sniff it and they're curious. And like when Robin came in today, I try and keep the couch really close to the tree so she doesn't like try and walk between them. But she was really excited and she did. But normally she won't even walk through that space because she knows she's not supposed Mm -hmm. to be there. Mm -hmm. But Robin told us, get things for her to chew on. Mm -hmm. So literally we lost the corner of dog steps, which... They're they're dog steps. I'm not overly concerned, and I I can't remember. There there might have been one or two other like little minor things, but for the most part, we can just leave her out and about now. She doesn't bother anything. She doesn't pester stuff. If she does happen to knock something over, she'll kind of be like, "Mm, maybe I can have this, and I have to you know go be like, no, that you can't have that. But it was a huge a huge thing, and those are the little things that you learn when you go there that help you love your dog a little bit more and not be so frustrated. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I always keep in mind is you taught us about these fear stages that puppies yeah. go through. And that was really helpful mm-hmm. because you said a lot of dogs get, and you'll have to remind me of the times cause I can't, but different times during puppies lives up until like two or three years old, they get surrendered a lot at these certain times. And it's because they go through these stages where They become fearful, and because they're fearful, they become quote unquote bad, Mm -hmm. and so the people just give them up. So maybe kind of.
4: So yeah, there are definitely, they go through phases just like kids do, and they go through what we call either a fear phase or a stranger danger phase, and that usually can start anywhere between six and eight months. And some dogs cruise through them pretty quickly, and you barely see anything. Other dogs are now all of a sudden freaked out about something they've never been scared of before. Um, and so we just encourage people to keep working with them, work through it, because if we let them sit in that fear phase for too long, then that anxiety just builds and builds and builds and builds. And then you end up having an explosion or a dog that like shuts down that kind of stuff. And so, and some dogs will. Come in and out of them. And then others just have one big one and then they're fine. And so it's just kind of continuing to work through them, but also understanding where they're at and that they're not trying to be bad. They're not trying to be horrible for you or whatever. They're just they're having a hard time right now. And then, you know, and then unfortunately, you couple that with the teenage phase of life with dogs. And that's kind of and that's also in the same time frame. And that's why dogs do get surrendered the most anywhere between a year and two is because it's a tough time of life for them, just like teenagerness with. People, I've got three teenagers in my house right now and I just want to, mm, um, and it's really difficult. I mean, they're trying to figure stuff out. Teenagers and the same thing in dogs, you know, they're, they're really testing limits to see what you're going to let them get away with, what they can push buttons with, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so if you stick to it and stick with your, you know, your boundaries and your structure, and mental stimulation is probably the biggest one, you know, physical. Yes, but we have to work their brain and realize that. And then your dog will, you know, do better with stuff.
3: So, so with Christmas coming on, I know, honestly, Christmas is not a good time to get pets, but they those will. who are people going will. to do it, what, <laughs> what advice would you give to people? With Christmas coming. Who are well, gonna- of
4: course, don't give them as a gift. That's a big no-no, unless it's parents realizing that children are going to need help raising the, kids the dog. kids are not yes. going to
0: do the dog stuff.
4: Yes, we have people come in, they're like, this is for my eight-year-old, and they're going to do all the training. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, for a week, <laughs> yeah, 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 they'll lose interest pretty quickly. Even my kids lose interest in dogs. Um, and so, you know, for one, don't give a gift, and then Realize that, yes, life is going to be crazy, but that dog still needs attention and needs to be supervised and, you know, and so... Yeah, I mean, to try and get them in and create some kind of routine and structure as soon as you can.
0: So, with Christmas coming up, um, are you, you guys sell gift cards for people to, to we give out? We do. We actually to... have a
4: promotion right now, our Black Friday sale, which hmm, maybe extended a day or two. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, right now, our promotion is that for every $50 in a gift card that you purchase or a gift certificate, then you get 10 extra dollars. So you can either keep that for yourself or you can give the extra $10 to somebody else. That's
0: a really good idea to give someone who has a shitty dog.
4: (laughs) Be like, (laughs) here, hint, hint.
0: (laughs) These these guys are awesome. Uh, They've won a bunch of... I actually, I send... Tons of I, I know that Sean
1: house, and so. are listen to this podcast sometimes. I hope that they listen to this one because they got, they just got another pup, a puppy. So they are the parents of Walter, the, the, the black dog that I had coming for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And then, so they just got him a new puppy to, to have as a companion. <laughs> and apparently this dog jumps up on their counters uh, and stuff.
4: Yeah. So Christmas dinner will be. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so, uh, she's like, as soon as we, you know, get her, get her, her spade, we'll, we'll, we'll bring Can it back. Yeah, and, have to, and, I, oh, yeah. and I, so I'm going to mention. I'm going to say nope. She just has to have her shots.
4: Yep, just and then she that. can go
1: in. Yep, so, yep. Um, I I think that I'll mention
0: that, it to her. That is another thing, actually, the shots thing. So, a lot of places won't even take your dog to do training until they're like six months old because they have to have. A lot more shots mm-hmm. than what you guys require, which I think is a a really cool thing that you guys do.
4: Yeah, I mean, we're definitely I don't know I might get slack for this. I'm not an over vaccinator, <laughs> you know. Um, and so, you know, they get a ton from their mother, and so, you know, as we we push for two sets, as long as they've had their second set of shots, then we are good to get them in. And because to us, the small risk of them getting sick is weighs a lot less than the huge potential of behavioral issues. And so get them in as soon as you can, get them working, you know, and then yeah, go from there, kind of.
1: One of the other nice things about when you take your dog in, these folks know your dog. And so. Like we'd had been struggling with Phoebe and I think we kind of figured out like she may have actually been injured in a car accident, but we hadn't really thought about that. But I had been telling Chris, like, I think there's something going on. And he's like, no, no, I think so. I don't think so. I think she's okay. I think things are okay. And then we realized like probably a little too late. It wasn't, but you guys noticed it. Mm -hmm. And then while we were in Hawaii, you guys were like, we think she needs adjustments and and I had noticed the sway in her back. and now, like she, it might sound dumb to some people, but she, she sees the chiropractor and she's better. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's better. Her, her back is better. She sits, she used to sit sideways all the Mm -hmm. time. And my other pit bull did. So I kind of thought it was a trait, but for like a week or more after she has her adjustments. Now she sits like an actual dog with her legs on the side. Like there is clearly something going on, which, probably was triggering some of those behavioral things but it's nice that you take your your pet to a place where they real they're they're watching they Mm -hmm. know what your dog normally does Mm -hmm. what your dog normally doesn't do and point it out to you and let you know Hey, we're
4: gonna give you there's there's usually a reason that dogs behave the way they do unless you of course have that one dog that has screw loose or whatever but um we are really big advocates on coming down to kind of why? Why is your dog doing this? And, and medically, a lot of people don't realize how much medically and also good nutrition plays into a dog's behavior. And so we're always, you know, if there's, if your dog has been good and then all of a sudden starts acting kind of crazy or weird or aggressive or anything, why? Is there something medically going on with this dog? And people don't realize even you know, the thyroid being off just a little bit can totally change your dog's behavior. Um, and in the case of like Phoebe, you know, we noticed that she seemed really stiff and she was having a hard time and her she just kept getting increasingly more reactive. And, you know, even at camp where she had been beautiful before. And so we thought, you know, we would like we have a really good connection with a dog chiropractor. And so we asked these guys while they were gone, can we have Phoebe looked at? And she was really angry the first time, <laughs> but she's gotten a lot better. And she, I think it really is helping her. And that's, you know, and that's what we were trying, you know, and some people scoff at us and they're like, no, my dog is fine. And it's like, I really would suggest, we actually suggest getting blood work done Which often we had done, for yeah, dogs.
0: And we had done all of that Yeah, we Phoebe. started mm-hmm. that
1: first. We got yeah. the whole panel and stuff done. And so that's why when you had her, you're like, okay, so clearly... Yeah, she's like, there's not anything like that. But we actually put her on some behavioral medicine to kind of help chill her out because, you know, she she was having some stuff. I still know that some of that is is a me thing. I'm an anxious person like (laughs) I'm still working
4: on it. I am. I I hover. I watch. You
1: know, I get worried about it. Chris is much, much calmer and stuff with it. (laughs) That's
4: all right. We'll work with you still. (laughs) But
1: But yeah, like all of this together has resulted in. I'm much calmer. She's so much happier happier
4: at at, at Kudos. She's, I mean, we have seen a big difference with her because when she started getting so reactive at Kudos, it was like, okay, there's something going on here because, you know, she, she definitely doesn't normally act this way. And so that's what we'll point out to parents is, you know, let's figure out. And so even nutritionally, like I said, you know, we've had a couple of dogs that are starting to get on the heftier side of things, you know, and so, What are you feeding? Let's try. And because one pound of weight overweightness to them is like five pounds to us. So if you're five pounds overweight, think of how heavy that makes, you know, you feel. I mean, and that's a lot for their joints and everything. So we're really big in nutrition, keeping them fed well. Just like us, if we're eating crap food, we don't feel well. Same thing with our dogs. And so we try and push good nutrition. We have nutrition seminars all the time. Um, so, you know, we're just trying to not just teach Fun tricks and behaviors. It's let's actually f- work with the dog and you know.
3: And that's it's the kind fun. of thing you're never going to get at like
4: pet smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
3: I know you, I know you got to get going here that real soon. That clock's fast by the way,
4: just so, so you know. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. I do have Caitlin there that can start things for I, me. So.
0: I want to, I want to touch on a couple of things and we'll let you go. And, and one is, you guys have won quite a few awards. Thank you for bringing that locally. up. I was ready
4: for that one. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I,
0: I think it's important because Bree and I are, are massive supporters and we talk about you on the show quite a bit. And like I said, I refer a bunch of people, but I think it's also important to understand that, that you guys at Kudos, Robin, have been recognized quite a few times by organizations and by you know the broader populace mm-hmm. of the of, of the county and stuff. So. so,
4: I mean, you know, for one, we really don't have to pay a lot for advertising. Our word of mouth is huge. And that's, you know, some of it's from our work with rescues and then... And obviously people, you know, that love us as much as you guys do. I mean, so our word of mouth is huge. I have to pay very little for advertising. Thank God. Um, and that's really what's kind of helped explode us, you know. But we have been recognized for two years in a row for Best of Salt Lake for dog training. Um, and so that's been awesome. We're going for 3 Woohoo, You know, <laughs> so Best of States next. Um So we have been recognized for that. Um, and then... Uh, we when we were in South Salt Lake the first time we were recognized for our dog training in South Salt Lake. So
0: and speaking of South Salt Lake, uh, where is the new location going to be? <laughs> we I are know moving. You're Thank planning goodness. to open in January. Yes. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. yeah.
4: only at this place
1: for a month, so don't don't get settled there if you're new.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So at our current facility, we're just starting to kind of pack things up, but our new one is on 55 East Miller Avenue. So it was the former Central Park Pet Retreat. If you guys are familiar with that at all, it was a boarding place. But we have bought the property and moving on in. And so we will be transitioning everything over to there and hopefully be open. Not hopefully, we have to be because we have to be out of our current place. So, (laughs) So we will be open there the first of the year. So I think the third is like the first working day. So, and it's, it will, we'll still be doing some work and some demoing and that kind of stuff, but we will open for business and we're really excited. Um, this has been, a big dream of mine to not only just own my own place and not have to lease and pay rent and all that fun stuff. But my goal for kudos is to make it kind of a one-stop shop for training. And so we're going to have, it's going to be an enrichment center, almost like a rec center for dogs where almost any kind of training or sport or anything like that you're wanting to do with your dog, you come to kudos for it. So um me and my trainers are of course specialized in our obedience classes, um, and we do some of our GRC club work, but we're going to and the big thing that I promote again is is education. And I know I can't give it all. I can't I don't know everything and I don't want to know everything. There's a lot out there. <laughs> So instead of being, you know, one of those jack of all trades or whatever, however the saying is, I know what I'm really good at and I'm going to stick to that and I'm going to find other people that are good at what they do. And so I'm bringing in an agility trainer. I'm bringing in a nose work trainer. I'm bringing in uh, our fit dog trainer, you know, and then we're going to build a pool and we're going to have the the dock diving instructor come in. And, and so my goal is to have my space be open to all different kinds of trainers and training. And so. You know, and just have classes going all the time and have a service dog trainer come in and have service training and have, you know, even fly ball at some point. And then we're also going to host big trainers coming in to do workshops and to, I mean, so I really want it to be like a big education and enrichment center. And then are the, the, um, acupuncturist, not, yes, no. What did we have, Phoebe? Chiropractor.
3: Chiropractor. Chiropractor. That's the word I'm looking for.
1: Woo! Although you have suggested that as well.
4: Yes, acupuncture for dogs is also a very good thing, but the chiropractor is also going to be having space with us, and then we'll probably have groomers. We'll probably rent space to some groomers and that kind of stuff, so... We're gonna have lots of fun
0: that's really awesome I'm, I'm really happy for you um, how do people get a hold of you guys if they want to start with you and and
4: talk to anybody no um, <laughs> we of course have our website which is just kudos to canines com and that's two with the number two so kudos to canines com we just redid our website it's nice and fabulous now um, you can also find us on Facebook we actually do a lot of facebook You're, work
0: you guys are super interactive on yeah, facebook not
4: so much on the gram well sorry we've <laughs> i've tried to get people i don't do instagram at all so we're trying to figure that out but um but yeah facebook we have a couple of different facebook groups and pages and all that kind of stuff um and then we also have our paw partner app that's our customer portal and you download the app and you can chit chat with great. us you through there you can
0: see pictures of your dogs see what's going on with them nice yeah pay your bills and the other fun thing that they kind of do
1: is seasonally they like take pictures and some of my favorite pictures of phoebes because <laughs> like people are like how do they do that and i'm like because they know how to make the dog sit
4: oh, We're magic <laughs> yeah so almost every all, most holidays we do we're getting gearing up to our, our christmas pictures um so yeah we do Holiday pictures of the dogs. Luckily, it's a lot less ducks now than it used to be. <laughs> I,
0: I will say my favorite thing I've ever seen from you guys, because unlike a lot of day camps, there's tons of videos and pictures posted almost every single day. It's not always possible because. And because all of the
1: trainers post, and so it. it but. Somebody's, somebody's always posting something. Yeah
0: my, yeah. my favorite that I, it's still to this day, my favorite thing that I've ever seen from you guys, um, and I think it was around St. Patrick's Day, but you guys had taken the dogs on a pack walk, and you had I don't know two dozen plus dogs. I think in it the was big, like thirty-ish in the big room, all in a place. Yep. Meaning they're sitting on a cot, not tethered, all lying down, and you guys are walking Some around. Some of them are
4: just like snoozing, bouncing
0: balls. And We
4: had their hats on them too. Yeah, right? and you
0: had decorations <laughs> on them, and. They weren't moving. Uh-huh. They were all standing. And staying. that's
4: that's why we restructured because we wanted to get back to that.
0: And, and that is, I mean, to me, that is that is the one thing that I almost always will tell people, like, this is how you know what kind of place mm-hmm. you're going to because these dogs weren't tethered to anything. Mm-hmm. They were just on, all in a big room, all in their own individual cots, just hanging out.
4: Yep. Yep. That's one of our favorite activities. We do that one. And it
0: was—it's just a, a really powerful image. So, thanks so much, Robin, for for finally getting on the show with us and being able to talk about. We've been kudos. so excited
4: to have you on. So, well, I apologize it's taken this long. I will say, I mean, besides dog training, I got four kids at home, yeah, and it's say, insanity. So, four kids and a dozen dogs, dogs and- at home. <laughs> but you guys live so close, I could have just hopped over here. So,
0: <laughs> thank you so much. No
4: thank problem. You.
0: All uh, we're gonna, we're gonna close up the show here in just a second. Uh, our guest had to go, obviously. Um, she had classes. Thank you so much, Robin, for joining us. Um, we're really happy that we were able to, to finally get to sit down and talk with you at length about, uh, about kudos and your philosophy. And, um, uh, we've talked about them enough. Uh, I think you guys have heard us. Um, seriously, if you have a dog, Uh, if you've just gotten a dog, if you've got a dog that's five years old and you feel like it could benefit from some training or you got a friend with a shitty dog, uh, or a shitty friend with a cool dog that you want to behave, (laughs) (laughs) um, you should go check out kudos. Uh, it, it doesn't cost you really anything to go check out our class, uh, and then, um, I guarantee you're going to give them all your money to, to go to some group classes. And I'm assuming the they week. have package deals. Yeah. So like their, their training classes like those, like the eight-week pu- puppy class that she was talking about, that's a whole package. And then typically um, they do packages of like you buy eight weeks worth of classes at a time or um, a month at a time or like with dog training, you can buy individual sessions or like big packages like. There's a whole bunch of different stuff. I couldn't even tell you all the different things because... And,
1: and like, when you're buying them all together and stuff, obviously, it just gets more discounted.
0: Yeah, they so. do discounts and stuff like that, so... Uh, but I would encourage anyone to at least go to their group classes because I think they're really, really helpful, even with just basics uh, and just understanding how to properly set boundaries for the dog and, like, teach them basic stuff, so... Uh, but we, we, we did not do our tarot card yet, so... Um, Jeremy's turn to pull it. All right. Uh, so
2: read the circle and then the back.
3: I took my glasses off, so you're going to have to read it. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Why would you do that?
2: It says it's not everyone else's fault. It's yours. Yeah. That <laughs> it is. yeah 100% you to put your glasses on. You are a grown ass adult. Stop blaming others for your shit. <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> right. That's Dang. right. That is, I don't think you'd <laughs> be more brutal. appropriate. That is one right of my favorites. Tarot has spoken again. Holy <laughs> shit. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to. I hate ending on such a, a low note, but we, we, we do need to talk about it, I think. Um, so, uh, Jess, who you may remember from the first five years of the show <laughs> from episodes previously aired, um, it's
1: actually coming up like in the next few months is her anniversary of her being gone for a year and Julia's anniversary of being here for a year. Is it really? Not till a, like May. No,
0: that's like six months no, from
1: No, cause I was just looking it was at March it. Is it March or May? It's March. Is
0: it March? Was yep. it really March?
1: Because I was just looking at March dates for... Four for months. interviews. Still yeah, but that's,
0: that's, that's, that's still a third of the year eh. to go. It's a while. It's it's a while. I'm a
1: scheduling while. that far out. So.
0: Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, anyway, so Jess, who obviously a founding member and, and longtime uh, personality on the show, um, she just went through a really rough Thanksgiving. You know, most people are hanging out with their family and having a good time and eating food. Eating burnt turkey. She was were eating shitty dry turkey and launching model rockets you don't give a fuck about. Um, but Jess... Um, Jess's father passed away uh, this this Thanksgiving. So not on Thanksgiving. I think it was just a, a couple of days ago. But basically, her and her family spent the entire long holiday weekend
3: in the hospital. Um, yeah, because he went in the hospital Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and and you know, if you know Jess, or if you know, um, you know, if you're friends with her on social media, there's a lot of detail there. And we're not going to go into the detail of what happened. Uh, it's not really our place to to necessarily talk about, um, but you know her dad did pass away, um, and uh, they have a uh, they have a GoFundMe uh, up uh, and available out there. Um, we'll we'll put a link uh, in the blog. Um, we'll probably put a link up on on our Facebook post as well uh, to the GoFundMe. Um, if you just want to search for it, uh, it's Dan Richardson end of life ICU expenses. Um, you know, her mom is, you know, he's, there's some life insurance and stuff like that, but the hospital bills are quite hefty for what he went through, uh, along with funeral expenses and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, it's a, uh, it would be a good, good thing for you to donate if you feel so inclined to, to her, um, uh, to the family and, and help them out. Um, and you know, if you're friends with her on social media, you've probably already seen this, but, uh, you know, maybe. You know, leave her a comment with your support or something like that. Um, we, we definitely feel for you, Jess. Um, and, uh, you know, hope your family is, is, makes it through all this okay. That's a tough loss. So, uh, if you, uh, if you liked what you heard. Go visit kudos. <laughs> <laughs> or uh share the episode. Uh that helps us more than anything, honestly. Not or and, yeah, and go share Go visit the kudos
1: and share the Always episode. Always share
0: the episode. Even if you hated it, share the episode. Um, that helps us more than anything. Um, you can follow us out on all the social medias. Uh, that's where we'll we'll send some put some of those links out there for the GoFundMe. Uh, but our social media handle is at TNU Podcast. Uh, and then our website is the new Utah.com. Um, I'll get Jeremy's blog from last week up soon-ish. <laughs> it's been a really busy week, um, but I'll try and get that up this week. No, we're and, pretty uh, much caught up, though. Yeah. Other than that one, and then when Brie gets this one done, I'm assuming she was doing it because she was typing uh, during the show, which usually means she's uh, writing notes and getting the blog ready to go. Uh, and that's it, I guess. I don't know. Hey, you know, shop local for for businesses. Gift cards are a great way to. To support local businesses. Uh, if you don't know what to get someone, what, Julie, what do I mean? got to
2: plug my business. I'm going to be at, uh, what's it called? The Battle Creek Boutique Where's on he? December 2nd through 4th. It's at the Schmitz Farm and Greenhouse, 9120 South Redwood Road in West Jordan. It's like a walk through. Boutique shop style thing where a bunch of small businesses are vending outside, and then the ones inside just shoved all their crap onto shelves, and you can just go buy them and check out one spot.
0: Awesome, good idea, good idea. Any others? Any others you're doing this winter this season? Is the
2: last one I have scheduled for the whole year. So,
0: so uh, the Oleo Market still pretty hopping. Uh, there were a lot of vendors there this last weekend. I don't think every time
2: you go, I'm not there.
0: Yeah, it's weird. We don't
2: plan it that way. I know. They're what? like, Julia's not there. Now we can go.
0: I mean, I do plan it that we way. You don't want to <laughs> talk to me.
2: <laughs> Pretend no. you don't know me.
0: No, we were there one time that you were there. No, you weren't. Yeah, there was one time that you were there. That when? We were there, I think.
2: You went to my GoFundMe.
0: I don't know. No. I'm
2: pretty sure it's the only time you've seen my shop. I don't know. I don't
0: go, I don't go downtown very often. So. It's okay. Um, but yeah, the Oleo Market's going. There's tons of other local businesses and restaurants that you can support. Uh, gift cards, like I said, are a really great way to do it, um, or buy something for people. Oh, you had
1: these cute little uh, like gift packs that you could buy that had oh, yeah. like
0: beard oil and a soap and a, a comb, straight razor, and like some cool stuff. So, uh, anyway, hopefully, you guys have a, a, a good uh, holiday season here coming up, and um, yeah, I don't We've have got any other stuff
1: on the horizon for you.